This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you for tuning in once again to the new and improved Animals Voice Podcast. Why improved, you say? Because of that intro music you just heard. We're very excited about it. Jen, are you excited? <laughs> oh, she's laughter. She's not excited at all. Uh, Jennifer Toof is joining us, Manager of Programs and Education with the Ontario SPCA. Uh, Jen, thank you for joining us. Tell us, how long have you been with the Ontario SPCA? Because you've, you've had a different role in the past. I know that. Yeah, I've actually been working with the Ontario SPCA here at Newmarket for about three and a half years. Okay. And uh, previously I've been working in animal welfare for about 11 years. I don't want to hear about that. I refuse to ask that question because Katie makes me open every interview with how long have you been in animal welfare and I'm sick of it. No more. I'm not asking it anymore. Katie, you're going to ask this question from now on. Sure. Oh, she talked on the air. This is awesome. Okay, so let's get back to business here, Jen. This is really this is really, she doesn't believe this is really, this is really the show. We have fun. We like to have okay. fun while we talk animal welfare. That's awesome. You're the first guest who actually thought it was too silly and that this was definitely not going to be part of yeah, the broadcast. Yeah, this is definitely not it. But it okay. is. This is I'm part of the show. I'm not kidding you. Uh, what can someone who is expecting a baby do to prepare for that? That's what we're talking about today. Uh, and, and a lot of people go through this. They've got stress. They love their animals so much, but then they're expecting a child. And it's like, geez, how is this going to go? You know, are they going to get along? Is the animal going to be freaked out that it's no longer the center of attention in the house? What can people do to prepare for it? Well, I think the um, first thing everyone has to remember is that don't wait till the last minute. Don't wait till baby's on the doorstep um, to start um, integrating the baby's life into your own life and into your pet's life. Mm-hmm. You want to start quite a few months prior to the baby coming home so that you're taking the... Um, chance to acclimatize your dog to possibly new routines you can anticipate how how his routine might change once the baby gets home start making those changes now there's a few other things you can do to acclimatize the the dog to things changes in the house to mm-hmm. you know when you're opening all those new baby things have the dog with you have the dog smell them you know put on some of that baby lotion wear it around the house yeah. the dog can get used to that smell okay. if you have some baby friends have them come over, borrow some of their clothes, yeah. anything that you can sort of integrate baby stuff into your home sure. prior to the baby showing up. Okay. Now, you referenced dog just a second ago. Mm-hmm. Is it a, a less of an adjustment for cats than it is a dog? Um, I think it's an adjustment for all the pets in the house, but you're probably going to see that um, your routine is probably going to affect your dog yeah. more than it is so much your cat because your dog's probably used to going places with you, going on walks, getting outside, um, spending that kind of time with you. I'm going somewhere in the car where now you're going to be running around packing up baby stuff, getting baby in the car, getting baby to the park that you may disclude your dog from those situations. It's weird. You know, you hear so many anecdotal stories from parents about an animal and how it knows, you know, that sixth sense that there's something arriving, something is changing in the house. Uh, and it happened with me, my cats that used to like be so affectionate with me and love me they're all over my daughters now. They don't care about me anymore. And I remember like from the moment that, that my daughters came home onward, it was like, you know what? The, the cats were protective of that room. They were always kind of keeping an eye on things. So it's just neat. Animals seem to have a sixth sense. So that's my little anecdotal story about it. it you know, yeah, and, and cats probably love your daughters more because now they know where the real love's coming from. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> where it's available. <laughs> um, so, I mean, when you get that baby home, okay, so you've done that prep ahead of time that you suggested, but 
Then you have the baby, you bring it home. What is that introduction like? Okay, well, your first introductions really have to be slow. You cannot force your pet into meeting the baby, and that's probably the worst thing that you can do. Um, you really want to reward the pet for showing a genuine curiosity in the new addition. Yeah. And if they're coming forward and, you know, presenting the baby backwards, you know, the diaper end of the baby to the dog. <laughs> the scent. Um, for the dog to smell. Um, a lot. One of the mistakes that people make a lot is that they start sort of, you know, um, having the dog have timeouts or keeping the dog away when the baby is around. Mm -hmm. And the dog will quickly start to learn that when baby's in the room, it's bad for the dog. Okay. So you really want to switch that up. And you actually do want to try and be like, you know, the dog doesn't get all the attention when baby's sleeping. You want to try and keep that attention going while baby's up. And then when baby's sleeping, dog's sleeping. When baby gets back up, tons of treats and toys for the dog. Okay. And it's kind of hard to multitask all that together. But yeah, that's weird, a lot. But it's going to go a long way because in the end, what it's showing the dog then is that every time the baby's present, that good things happen for the yeah, dog. Sure. And the dog will be much more accepting of, of the baby being around. How long can and this... happier for when the baby... Oh, great, the baby's... Yeah, like, sure. Stuff it now. means that good yeah. things are coming, yeah. yeah. So how long can this process take? I mean, it, is there... There's no average, I guess. It just depends on the animal yeah, and how that it goes. It really depends on the animal, how much exposure they've had possibly to other children coming and going from the house, how you know how much the routine has changed, and again, how much you've prepared for that change prior to the baby's arrival. Okay. Um, the important thing is not to force it. Just let it take its time. Um, it can take months. It can take a year. It can take a couple of weeks. It really is going to depend on that animal and, and its adjustment period. And you just have to go with the flow. Go with the flow and have patience. Okay. Are there certain commands that you can teach your dog to make it easier when you're tending to the dog and, and the baby at the same time? I'm not sure that there's um, any specific command that you'll want, but you'll definitely want to make sure that you have a little bit of basic obedience under, under your belt in your dog. So that, you know, when you do tell the dog to sit or you do need the dog to behave, that you can have, that the dog is going to actually respond to, the, to those commands that you're giving them, whether it's go to your bed or sit or stay or come, especially if you want to um, be out, you know, when you go out with the stroller and you're going for a walk and you want the dog to come along with you, you want them to be well behaved on that leash because you don't want, next thing you know, you've got dog and stroller and you're chasing it down the road. Right, no, that wouldn't be so great. That wouldn't be so great. So, um, you know, making sure that you do have all that basic obedience in. If you need to, you can go to a trainer, yeah. uh, spend some time getting some help that way too. Just get the basics. And I mean, you don't need your dog to do somersaults, but you know, just to have them do the basic things like sit, stay, yeah. walk on, on a leash, that sure. sort of thing. Okay. If, if someone is struggling with this process, so it's not going as well as maybe you and I have described it, or it's taking longer, is, is there, is there uh, someone that they can talk to about this? Maybe you know, a good idea to turn to their vet and have a discussion about it? Yeah, I think speaking with a veterinarian would be great. Their vet may also be able to give them some resources as far as uh, you know, other um, trainers or behaviorists in the area that can assist them with that transition. Okay, excellent. And are, is there somewhere that our listeners can go for tips on introducing uh, you know, their baby and their pet to each other? Um, I found that the ASPCA has some really great resources and, they, resources and they even have some tips and fact sheets as well. Oh, so cool. I believe it's the ASPCA.com. Actually, I think, it's, I think it's actually ASPCA.org. Oh, there you go. There Thank we you. have it. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer Tooth, Manager of Programs and Education uh, with the Ontario SPCA. Thank you for joining us. We'll have to have you back again sometime. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was the real interview. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Do you believe it now that this yeah, was the I real interview? Yeah, I believe it. And uh, 
I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to the next one. Oh, stop it. We always have fun here on Animal's Voice, and we appreciate everyone's support and listening. Uh, please keep uh, sharing the broadcast uh, on social media. We appreciate everybody getting behind us on Twitter and Facebook. Every time that we release the new episode, we, uh, we're thrilled to see how many people are sharing that information and listening. So thanks so much. You can get in touch with me uh, and give me show ideas and topics at uh, on Twitter at KevTheGrad or via email, kmackenzie, that's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E, at ospca.on.ca. That's it. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all of our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice.